0: Hey guys, welcome to Conspiracy Complex. This is a podcast about conspiracy theories. So one of us is going to be talking about a conspiracy theory and the other one is going to be getting drunk and hearing that conspiracy theory for the first time. (laughs) My name is Meg. I'm Delaney. And so what we're going to do first is we're going to make a drink. By the way, happy spooky season, everyone.
1: Spooky season! Spooky season!
0: It's the most wonderful time of the year from here until after New Year's. Best time of the year. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Especially until January fifth, <laughs> it's my birthday. That's, that's why I said afternoon here. Oh, you're so sweet. It was her oh, and she's so ah. so the
0: best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, our drink that
0: we're making today is a witch's brew in honor of the spooky festivities. Mm. Um, and Miss Delaney here is gonna make it for us. Whoop whoop! whoop, whoop. <laughs> all right, guys,
1: feel free to join in with us. By the way, this is a all little concoction. If you're twenty one and over,
0: so... no underage drinking. I see you. <laughs>
1: And also, I don't want to hear in the comments that we look too young to drink. Y'all mind your business, because yeah, we're not. Business. We're way too we're old for up shit. We're grownups, sort of. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> First and foremost, for our is brew, we are starting off with Midori Sour. This is a melon-flavored liqueur. We're gonna be <laughs> doing four ounces of that. I wanna get this, shake oh, yeah. also, a bottle in the shot. Right, 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 right.
0: The recipe said uh, equal parts of everything, so, you know, we're winging it. So we go in with four ounces. we, we go going with four number. ounces.
1: And we heading for it.
0: Yeah, what she said.
1: Nah. <clears throat> ah, first try. Four ounces oh, it is. Shit, maybe this is my calling. Maybe. I don't like. I'm such a lightweight, and don't really know a lot of drinks. But shit, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. Slinging
0: drinks for a living.
1: Slinging drinks. Slinging drinks and talking on a podcast. Stop thinking, start drinking. That's right. That's our That's life motto. motto. That's our life motto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> an orange flavor triple sec. Damn, that was three. Oof. That was so close. So close. Right. That smells so good. All right. And last but not least, last but not least. The sad little nice. lemon juice is on its last leg and we're going to finish it off. Oh, right? yeah. We're going to take the rest of it. Poor thing. We loved you, Lemon. Treated as well. Treated us well.
0: And you really, you really working the muscles.
1: Oh, I'm working them. Working them. <laughs> I'm to the gym out. for
0: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the gym so I can squeeze my lemon
1: juice.
0: <laughs> Fresh lemon juice
1: every morning. <laughs> Thank you, Lemon. Thank you, Lemon, for your service. That was almost perfect, too. Ooh.
0: Off into the trash pile it goes,
1: that was perfect. Listen. Listen, maybe I need to be drinking and start a basketball team. Maybe. Who knows? Drunk basketball. (laughs) TMTM. All right, guys, and then once you get your little concoction, we're going to throw in some ice and we're going to shake it. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. I'm going to shake this while Meg shakes it for (laughs) y'all. While
0: well, I sing to myself, because
1: that's what I do. You want to sing, like, a spooky song? You want to sing Monster Mash? Um,
0: do I know the words to Monster Mash? Do you know Monster Mash? Um. Ooh. That was little... That's the part that I know. <laughs> that's the only part that I know. Monster <laughs> Mash. I almost knocked over the glasses. <laughs> Caught him, though.
1: And... <laughs> all right we're going to strain it strain it
0: nice and next perfect perfect some. Let's try some.
1: Cheers. Ooh, that is so fucking it's good. So good, guys. This tastes like a sour skittle.
0: It really does. Or like taste a, sour a sour patch skittle. kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Something Before like that. It's sweet. Really fucking good. It's it's really sweet and then it's gone. Yeah. Before all that. (laughs) Before that, it's sour. And that's what it tastes like. (laughs) This is so fucking good. It's so so good. We hope you made one of your own. If you didn't, feel free to grab whatever you want to drink. Coffee, tea, water. And we'll be right back with your conspiracy theory. Soda. Stay tuned. Oh, soda. Stay tuned. Yeah. Welcome (laughs)
0: back. We are ready for our conspiracy theory. But Delaney let me know
1: before we started recording that she wanted to guess what well, my story is. Yeah, because so. I don't know what it is yet. And oh yeah, I haven't told her. has been really fucking excited to tell me. Here's the thing. Megan cannot keep a secret to save yep. for life. Sure can. She tells me what she buys me every Christmas in October. <laughs> and That's if I bought it by then. And, and then goes, goes do you still want me to wrap it? Or do you <laughs> want me to just give it to you? And like, no. <laughs> so the fact that she's kept this from me for like weeks now is wild. It's wild. It's wild. So now i think it's big. So I really want to guess what it is. Go ahead. I want to say it has to do with pirates. Does it have to do with pirates? No,
0: not to do with with pirates.
1: Does it have to deal with aliens? No. I get one more guess. And then by baseball rules, I'm out. Okay, I I can take that. (laughs) Does it have to deal with the Bermuda Triangle? No. Those are all really good guesses. Okay. What is it? Wait, let's... Does everybody have their drinks ready? Yeah, it's get your drinks be ready. And be drinking. We're getting in.
0: We're getting in now.
1: And then you also have to tell us your drinking game, too.
0: Oh, oh I don't know what my
1: drinking game is. That's okay. We'll figure it out. Okay. It'll be a
0: buzzword or something. Okay. So, my conspiracy theory is that there is a secret Nazi base in Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I heard it on the History Channel one time when I was like a kid, because my dad watched a lot of History Channel, and like, it has been stuck in my brain ever since. Oh my god, I love it. So oh, I'm so excited. I, it's, Is Hitler supposed to be in a block of ice there? He, so, you'll, we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. Yes. So, I'm starting sorry. off, <laughs> it's okay, <laughs> to start, like, I, while I was researching this, I was like, okay, how did Hitler even end up in power? Like, how did this even happen? Mm-hmm. So I looked that up, and so I'm going to tell you. Oh, History. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> in 1933, Hitler was already, like, a really big part of the Nazi party. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was appointed chancellor, which is, like, their head of government, their chief, chief, exe- chief executive. Oh, my God. We can't talk. <laughs> it's fine. We'll get through it together. So, in January of 1933, he was appointed chancellor of Germany. Mm-hmm. And then there was this bill that was coming into like, be voted on. And it was called the Enabling Act of 1933. And, unfortunately for Hitler... Uh, The Nazi party did not have a majority in the government at the time, so Mm -hmm. he was, like, trying to lobby for this bill, and then in February of 1933, there was an arson attack on the Reichstag building, which is the government building. Listen to her with her pronunciation, though. I tried really hard. (laughs) I'm not German. There will be words that I'm like, I have no idea how to say this, but... (laughs) I, I guess that one sounded good to me. I mean, thank I don't, you. I don't know. So that's the home of the German Parliament. There was an arson attack on that building, and that attack was like the catalyst that um, gave Hitler like the push to be like, we need to be able to pass this. And the reason he was pushing so hard for the Enabling Act of 1933 to be passed is because, and it did pass, by the way, in March of 1933. So like literally, okay, so like the the arson attack on the parliament building happened exactly four weeks after hitler was appointed chancellor and then no coincidence? i, I think, don't think so. and then in march of 1933 which is about a month after the arson attack uh the enabling act passed and the enabling act uh, granted plenary authority which is complete and absolute power to take action on any particular issue, and it was of the chancellor to do that.
1: Oh, so it's like a, the executive order in our government.
0: Yeah, but basically okay. what it meant is that he could... It gave him the power to make and enforce laws without any involvement of the, like, rest of the Reichstag, which is the lower house of government. Oh, so not, like, an executive order, never <laughs> No, <mind. laughs> no, it's, it's very much what gave him his, like, dictatorship. Um, so Hitler's he didn't stupid. have to, like, have any other government involvement, and he didn't have to consult with the president, um which was Paul von Hindenburg at the time.
1: Hold on, what does their president do?
0: It just says the Weimar president, and I really didn't look into that. I think he's, like, uh, the Speaker of the House is, like, our equivalent. Okay. Because the Reichstag is the lower house of government, and the Weimar president is, like, the head of that. Gotcha. Okay. So I think he's, like, the Speaker of the House, but basically the chancellor doesn't have to consult with anyone else in government to, like, make laws and um, take away people's rights and stuff. Jesus Christ. And so after that passed is when they started to um, take away liberties and to take out political opponents.
1: For fuck's sake. Okay.
0: And so um, we fast forward. Can we pause? We can absolutely pause.
1: Our buzzword is
0: fucking Hitler. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> it's in here a lot. So, you know, every time uh, I say Hitler, you're so, taking a drink. Drinking game. All right. And uh, I owe you like five seconds of a drink because you said <laughs> Hitler like five times. A times. So. Y'all ready? Let's do this. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> we're going to fast forward uh, to the late 1930s. So basically, at this point, it's about 1938. Okay, yeah. 1938. So it's right before World War II starts. Um, Nazis start to show an interest in Antarctica as, like, um, as a place to make a base. So they sent an... E- That's
1: such an interesting place. How the fuck were they, like... <laughs> You know where you should go, Antarctica. You see those penguins? They're chillin'. <laughs> They're <Let's> chillin'. <laughs> yeah.
0: So they sent an expedition to Antarctica to survey and lay claim to the land down there, um, and the expedition took place from December 17, 1938, to April 12, 1939, and the ship was called the MS Schwabenland. <laughs> <laughs> We um over it. So yeah, <laughs> the purpose was to claim an area known as Drawning Maudland um, to protect the German whaling industry, supposedly. I don't know.
1: sad. Yeah. I'm sad. I know. Um, but Anybody I don't know who don't what, know what whaling is, don't look it up unless you really want to be sad. You'll be very sad. It's real sad.
0: I don't know why, uh, what Antarctica has to do with German whaling industry. It's down. Like,
1: you know what I mean? Did the Germans have, like, claim to the land before?
0: No, but that's what it said. That's why they wanted to go down there, is to protect the German whaling industry. And I'm like, why?
1: Interesting.
0: But anyway, moving on. (laughs) Did
1: they just, like, throw that in there so, like, it seemed like an economic thing to do? I think that was, like, their excuse.
0: Yeah, we want to protect our whaling industry. Like, I think that was their excuse. Um, It didn't... Oh, The thing about that area of Antarctica, though, was that it had already been previously explored and claimed by Norway.
1: Hell yeah. Um, Get in, it, my people. In, it. J-
0: in January of 1939, so after Germany had already set sail for Antarctica, I don't know, it wasn't really, like, uh, cleared up when it happened, but they left in December, so what I think happened, because it was 1938, cell phones didn't exist, they left in December to go lay claim to this part of Antarctica, mm-hmm. and then in January, Norway was like, just kidding, we're already here. Yeah, so, they yeah, so, had to leave before them. That is what I personally think happened, but it wasn't uh, clarified in the article that I read, the articles that I read. Mm-hmm. So the MS Schwabenland, which if you remember, is the ship that went on this expedition, was equipped with a steam catapult and two Dornier wall flying boats. Now I Googled these because yes, I didn't you know place. what it was. Okay. And so they're twin engine flying boats. And to me, they look like those um, planes that land on water. So I think oh, okay. instead of like water plane, they went with flying boat.
1: All right.
0: Or maybe it was like, maybe it, It was, like, a direct German translation. translation. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it just looks like a water plane. Um, And these flying boats were used to photographically survey 600,000 kilometers of land. And if you're from the U.S. like we are, that translates to 372,822.75 miles of land in Antarctica uh, by plane. (laughs)
1: And That's about sass, and you just didn't <laughs> they're like yeah, but if it was on foot, it would have killed people. So yeah, In
0: Antarctica, absolutely, it would have <laughs> killed people. It's freezing. Those poor penguins. So about, about
1: all of I know, but we're <laughs> going to
0: be very tangenty. I'm just letting you. Know Sorry, that.
1: there's no penguins in this story. I'm I know. Just not throw I'm them in there. It would have been, been a more be
0: fun story, but there's not
1: Chance for um, penguin, and you know, you know?
0: know? it would have been a lot more fun if this had penguins what in it. That movie serves up. Um, it has all the penguins. Happy feet. Happy Feet. Happy feed. That's what I was thinking. It's a about. great one. Um, so about a dozen aluminum flags were dropped from these aircrafts to like mark the land, mm-hmm. and others were left by foot expeditions, and none of them were ever retrieved, which really bothered me. Like They just left all these aluminum flags out in Antarctica. But whatever. They're Nazis, so obviously they're not good people.
1: <laughs> they didn't really care much about other people. They didn't so... really care about anything, so it's <laughs> fine,
0: I guess, for them. Um, to be expected, I should say. So the land was eventually claimed by Germany in August 1939, and how? Um, here's the thing. Sorry, jumping in. So they, they claimed the land in August of 1939, but then World War II started in September of 1939. Mm-hmm. So I think like they claimed the land and assumed that it would probably like start some sort of conflict, but then World War II started like immediately after. So, I think people were, like, more worried about that than, like, than Antarctica. Antarctica. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they lay claim to it in August 1939, and they called it New Schwabenland after the boat. Because, you know, I had to say that. Culture
1: appropriation. Well, I guess there's no culture there. Back to the penguins.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, like I said, the outbreak of World War II um, is what stopped any conflict for coming. And then it also stopped two planned expeditions that they had had. Um, And it also stopped the possibility of them building a base in Antarctica. And um, the claim to New Schwabenland was abandoned in 1945 with the toppling of the Nazi regime. And there's no further, like, physical evidence of Germany ever being in Antarctica during World War II. Don't worry, the story's not over.
1: (laughs) Wait, so... okay, so specifically in World War II, there's no... There's no, like, actual, like, like proof
0: of them being... We're going to get into it, don't worry. But there's no, like, physical proof of them being there other than that one expedition in 1938, 1939. Um, Okay. And then after 1945, there is no proof that they were ever there. So, this is where we get into the conspiracy theory. Okay. (laughs) So, we're going to fast forward a little bit to the end of World War II. So, the morning of July 10th, 1945, a German U-boat, U-boat 530, arrived at our, an Argentino, Argentinian naval base, Mar de Plata, near Buenos Aires, two months after German surrender and the end of World War II, on May 8th, 1945. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, rumors start to spread quickly that this boat had brought Hitler, Eva Braun, which is his Get wife, Hold up. and then... Martin Bormann, which was the head of the Nazi Party Chancellery and Hitler's private secretary.
1: Oh drink. Hold up.
0: And other Nazi officials. And the theory is that they had brought them, dropped them off on either the coast of Patagonia or Antarctica, and then came back to Argentina. Okay. So come from Germany, dropped them off in either Patagonia or Antarctica, mm-hmm. and then ended up in Argentina.
1: Instead of him dying?
0: hmm Instead of him dying. They, like, smuggled him out is the theory.
1: Okay. Yep. Why would he go there? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm so sorry. I should hold all questions <laughs> to the end.
0: That's a really no, good so. question. I don't actually... There's no reason. That's just, like...
1: Oh, people are just creative.
0: That's... I mean, I guess, like, if you think about it, pretty much everyone in the world, except for maybe the Nazis, hated him at that point... So like, if you're Hitler, where else do you go in the world? You gotta go somewhere where there's no people. Like, <laughs> everyone's gonna know one, know who you are, and two, probably not be a fan. Um, but yeah. So then, a week after that U-boat arrives in Argentina, um, a Hungarian exile who was living in Argentina, his name is Ladislas Sabo. I don't know if that's right. That's Oof. a guess. He's but- people butcher his name all day. Probably I'm sure. Um. Yeah, so just don't yell at me. I'm trying. Um, So he wrote a detailed account in a local newspaper detailing how Hitler and his entourage escaped. Oh, So this guy, um, he's from Hungary, and he's living in Argentina, and he writes this article in the local newspaper talking about how they escaped and how it happened. And this story spread worldwide. Mind you, this is 1945. This story spread worldwide and ended up in newspapers all over the world. In many countries.
1: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this was like spreading like wildfire. And I think everyone just uh, wanted, I don't think that they wanted to believe that he was alive. But it, it was without internet or like any way to look this up, it seemed like a possibility, I guess. Did he have sources? Or were people just gullible? Are people just gullible. He had no oh, sources. Okay. He straight up was just like, yeah, he's in <laughs> <I saw laughs> he's <that>. in Antarctica. <laughs> and everyone was like... <gasps> Um, but uh yeah so then on august 17th another german u-boat which was u-977 arrived at the same base in buenos aires and that just like furthered the speculation of like okay one is one is like interesting but
1: two in like a month period oh so these were confirmed sightings though
0: Oh, these are, like, the boats, the U-boats pulled into base there.
1: Oh, okay. So we have record of that. That, yeah. We just don't know why they were there. Yeah,
0: there was no, like, there was no, like, scheduled reason for them to be there, Um, but they did show up. They were, like, there in Argentina. And so all of the crews from these U-boats, including their uh, commanders, were arrested and interrogated by naval personnel from Argentina, the U.S., and the U.K., (laughs) But all concluded that the U-boats were harmless and released the entire crew. So why
1: would they be there? If they were harmless.
0: Yeah, I don't know. There is no like really reason for them to be there. There was no like specific thing put in this article, in any article that I read, but hmm. they were deemed to be harmless. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> and then in two years later, in 1947, Zabo, same guy, publishes a book <laughs> titled Hitler is Alive. <laughs>
1: Gotta drink, guys. This is, like, eight, <laughs> by the way. Yeah.
0: Where he states that the U-boats had taken fleeing senior Nazi officials to Antarctica via submarine convoy. <laughs> All
1: right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. And so the commander of the U-977, uh, which is the second U-boat that showed up in Argentina, and his name is Heinz Schaefer, he emphatically desi- denies this, um... But the rumor still spread like worldwide. Uh, he's just like I don't know what he's talking about, and this other guy is like
1: he was there in
0: Antarctica. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Zabo just seems real bored. He, he does. He's Like oh my god, I can make money off this. You know what I'm gonna do? Let me let me, me publish this a book. tab of acid
0: real quick. Right. And <laughs> look out my window
1: and
0: <laughs> just like make up this story. <laughs> yeah. Um. So in another version of this. Theory, um, instead of Hitler being alive and being brought oh, <laughs> to Antarctica, it's his ashes. And they are taken to a special ice cave along with Nazi treasure.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> what the fuck is There's Nazi a special, treasure? A special ice cave, Nazi
0: treasure. I don't know. It didn't go into detail. Just Nazi treasure.
1: Are ice caves a thing?
0: Oh, we'll get there. There's a lot. Oh, <laughs> we'll lot get of that there. Statement. I'm not sure. Okay. So Zabo claims that there is this Nazi base in Antarctica called New. Oh, this one's hard, and I practiced this word, and I still am like, no. <laughs> it's called New Bechtesgaden. Oh, okay. And it was built between 1938 and 1939, and so like the dates of when this base was built do line up with the expedition.
1: Wait, like, where was this? This was in Antarctica. Oh, this is Antarctica. How do you find a base in Antarctica? It's fucking ice. Oh, we'll get there. Okay, I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I was asking we, the questions that people want to know. We will get there. Okay. There I I I Oh I go back. Remember there. how I told y'all I'm a lightweight? Here it is. <laughs> Here this, it is. This is the beginning this of it. We is, took like oh, nine sips of that. And, <laughs> and you probably took nine sips of your water because you're smart. Yes. Anyway.
0: Yes. Um and so these theories have been like taken and embellished by like dozens, probably hundreds of authors over the years. But all of the theories, all of the conspiracy theories of there being an Antarctic base Mm -hmm. originate from Salvo. So this dude was like bored and created like this whole huge conspiracy theory (laughs) (laughs) out of like seemingly nothing.
1: Well, that's how a lot of them come out to be, right? Yeah. QAnon
0: and... Yeah, that's how a lot of them... Don't come for us. Don't come for us. So the base of every variation of this story essentially starts with a nazi base being built just before world war ii by the crew of the schwabenland which is Mm -hmm. the boat from the beginning um and expanded throughout the war with regularly scheduled submarine deliveries so basically they're like they built this in 1938 1939 world war ii starts and then throughout world war ii because you know they didn't have better things to do they were sending submarines to antarctica to deliver like supplies and whatever else they needed in antarctica (laughs) (laughs) And this base was specifically used to develop sophisticated secret weaponry. And
1: That's a good plan, though. If you're going to develop some secret weaponry, why wouldn't you put it in the one place that people feel like they can't develop anything? Or
0: can't really go. Supposedly, this base was spied on by the British, who unsuccessfully attempted to destroy it with an SAS attack, which is Special Air Forces, which is um, like a... It's a branch of the army, the okay. British Army.
1: Okay.
0: So supposedly the SAS attacked it, attacked it, attacked, attacked it, it, it. it, attacked it, <laughs> <laughs> attacked it in 1945, but was unable to defeat them. Um, and a lot of these theories actually incorporate uh, historical events into them, which I, I think is like a normal thing with conspiracy theories. They try mm-hmm. to like pull on facts as much as they can. Um, and one of those historical events that they use is Operation High Jump. So, Operation Hijab Mm -hmm. was the largest ever group to go to Antarctica with 4,700 men, 13 ships, and 33 aircraft. It was a U.S. mission. Okay. And it happened between 1946 and 1947. And the purpose, the purpose on paper, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The purpose was to practice uh, techniques for warfare in polar conditions without having to be near the Arctic or Russia. Because this was right around the time um, of the Cold War. So they were trying to, like, perfect their cold-weather warfare, I guess. Um, and they didn't want to have to be near Russia because, like, can you imagine being like, hey, we're about to challenge you to a war. Don't look at what we're doing. Don't look at our playbook. <laughs> like, so, I mean, it makes sense that they would go to Antarctica for that. Um, other important objectives of this mission um, included establishing a research station, investigating potential base sites, which, again, why?
1: Really? Um,
0: Extending the sovereignty of the U.S., of course, and surveying the electromagnetic, geological, and hydrographical and other important scientific aspects of the environment. So they went there for a lot of reasons. Mm. Now, conspiracy theorists, (laughs) this is one of my favorite ones. (laughs) Conspiracy theorists will say that hydrump was an attack on the base And they were defeated by the sophisticated weapons that they had developed. And these weapons included flying saucers. It does have aliens! (laughs) But they weren't like
1: alien alien adjacent. Alien
0: alien adjacent, yes. You were close. I wanted to say yes, but then I was like, she's not going to get it from alien adjacent. (laughs) But yeah, so apparently there's flying saucers in Antarctica. Fun fact. Um, Those poor penguins. I know. They're dealing with so much. They're just trying to slide on the ice. Yeah. And here comes a fucking All flying around. saucer. God damn it. You know? People. I know. Another event that's often mentioned is there were high altitude nuclear explosions mm-hmm. um, that took place in August and September of 1958. Again, this was like near the Cold War, so they were trying to like get their shit together. Um, So three nuclear bombs were detonated by the U.S. as part of Operation Argus over the South Atlantic between 38.5 degrees and 49.5 degrees south between 2,280 and 3,500 kilometers north of Antarctica and to the southwest of South Africa. So it's like right in between like where in between like Africa and Antarctica. But they were high-altitude detonations, so they weren't down on the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, they were high-altitude bursts, and they were kept secret because of the Cold War, but they were eventually reported later in 1961. So they are actually, like, common knowledge, like, things that happened. But at the time, they were secret because of the Cold War. Most conspiracy theorists will say that that is what destroyed the base and why there is no physical evidence that it existed that the nuclear detonation destroyed everything, and so, of course, there is no uh, evidence to this. (laughs) And supposedly, by the time of its destruction, the base was populated by hundreds or sometimes even thousands of people and was defended by sophisticated weaponry, again, including flying saucers. You know, just what every, you know, utopia needs, flying saucers.
1: Can Mm -hmm. I interject? Absolutely. (laughs) Holy, what the fuck? Okay.
0: (laughs) We went from like Nazis to flying saucers so quick.
1: (laughs) So quick, and then you threw nuclear power in there? Yeah. And then, okay. If the base was completely destroyed Mm -hmm. by a nuke, right, wouldn't it still be like. Like, you know, the places that we nuked back in the day that people still can't live in this time. so can't inhabit. They still have, like, cancer symptoms, side effects, whatever. They still have birth defects. Like, wouldn't it be like that? You wouldn't... You would see it. Animals wouldn't be normal. Wildlife wouldn't be there. You would see it, especially because it's made of goddamn ice. You would see it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: absolutely. There would be, like... Also like even in places like Hiroshima and like um what's the other one? There was two.
1: I know there were two and that's why I didn't name them cuz I was really going to say Chernobyl and I was like nope that's, <laughs> yeah, that's not it. <laughs> um
0: but even in those places even some of the structures were still like they weren't good but they, no. there was like proof of life there. You know there was if there yeah, were thousands yeah, yeah, yeah. of people living on this base,
1: there would still be like some sort exactly, of Exactly cuz there's still proof. like cement structures there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So yeah, um, but according to conspiracy theorists, fact suppression is the number one reason. Uh, this base is not known about. I'm so just according to, <laughs> to that <for> a <laughs> according to to uh, most conspiracy theorists that believe this, um, the British and the Argentinian and the United States government and pretty much anyone that you can think of, they will say that they are hiding the truth, hiding the facts. Um, and that's why you can't find the base, because, you know, fake news. Um, <laughs> it's
1: always fake news.
0: So, the location of the base. The base is described as being in a warm, ice-free oasis with lakes in Antarctica. I would like to remind you,
1: this base is in Antarctica. Who the fuck <laughs> <detection>. are <laughs> Have they been to Antarctica? Or do they know what it's about? Have they seen an encyclopedia? Do they think it's like, like Greenland, Iceland situation? Maybe? Yeah, did they get it mixed up? Did maybe. they think that they were talking about Iceland?
0: Maybe. Um. So... Are there going to be
1: gnomes popping up next?
0: No. Okay. <laughs> There's no gnomes in the story. <laughs> so again, being described as being a warm, ice-free oasis with lakes. And it's supposedly 200 kilometers inland. Across a previously previously unexplored, unmapped creviced and sloping ice shelf.
1: So yep. So they're the only people that could ever find it in the world because they're so special and so smart.
0: Yep. And this is where the the ice Sounds caves like come Germany. back in, because supposedly it's in this warm, ice-free oasis with lakes that is under the ground in ice caves.
1: Okay, so we're back to ice caves. And don't worry, so I ice it. So we're ice dwelling people now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And so, um... I'm here with you. Here's some facts to, like, kind of dispel all of that. Number one. Logic, science, temperature, right. climate change. So... Okay. <laughs> um, there was, like... So, number one, they have done, like, geothermal energy scans to see, like, if oh, there even is a possibility for there to be, like, underground anything or, like, mm-hmm. ice caves down there. And they don't exist. They literally do not exist in the area of the supposed face. <laughs> There is no ice caves there. <laughs> um, conspiracy uh, theorists come back and say, like, well, you know, there's not. Because no, of the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's so confusing. Um, also, they say that it is, like, completely ice and snow-free. It's, like, this warm, <laughs> this warm oasis, right? Um, so anywhere in Antarctica that is ice-free is due to wind. It's not due to warmth. So if you are anywhere that is like snow-free, it's because the wind has blown it away, not because it's warm. Um, also, it's literally in Antarctica; it's never gonna be warm, even when the <laughs> sun's out. Um, and then it was supposedly built in 1939, and it has never been seen. So in during World War II, um, so obviously Operation High Highjump happened in Antarctica. That was in 46 to 47. Um, there was another operation that happened, I think, right after that. With the U.S., um, and then there was uh, the Great Britain was in Antarctica during the time of World War II, um, and no one ever saw any base ever <laughs> in that time period. Never. It was supposed to be built in 1939 before World War II, and they were there were several countries that were like in Antarctica during World War II, and there's like no proof of it. No one's seen it. There's no physical evidence.
1: It's interesting that several countries decided to go to Antarctica. Go I know. That's I don't, so interesting. I don't
0: know why. Um, but also on this kind of same <clears throat> uh, like page of that, well over a thousand scientists have now visited that area and have, and they've been surveyed by spe- by satellites and specialists. And again, no evidence. There's not even like a lost shoe... Nothing. Um, and I also, I didn't have this written down, but I also remember reading that, like, there was only about 10 people um, per plane on that initial um, expedition to Antarctica that the Germans sent in 1938, 1939. Mm-hmm. And for <laughs> that amount of people to go that far inland into Antarctica mm-hmm. across, like, unmapped, um, on before, like, explored land, it would have been, like damn near physically impossible.
1: Oh. And. Well.
0: (laughs) And the planes that they brought, remember the flying boats? The flying boats can't land on ice or like a glacial shelf. So it's not like they could fly over and get there. Um, The flying boats have to land on water. So there was literally no way for them to even get to the location of the base. So, yes. (laughs) And that is the story. Of the secret Antarctic base of the (laughs) Nazis.
1: So let's let's just let's unpack it a little bit. Yeah, let's unpack that. Let's unpack. (laughs) There's no proof it was ever there. No proof it was ever there. It was physically impossible for the people that were technically deployed there. Physically impossible to get there, let alone build a base Uh and survive there. Yep, you got it. And yet. Did I miss anything? That, that's oh, that's geo, right? there's
0: geothermal scans that there's literally no ice caves oh, yes. in the area. There's no
1: ice caves, so there's sadly no Nazi treasure. Oh no. Oh no. And there's no final resting ground for Hitler's remains. Oh, oh no. no. I have to drink. <laughs> Hitler. Fuck. That's twice now. <laughs> I took A big sip. Anyway. Okay. So. And yet, there was
0: some sort of Nazi utopia with thousands of people living in Antarctica in the
1: ice caves that don't exist. I wonder who benefits from this conspiracy. I don't know. Just Savo. Just that guy. (laughs) Just that guy. was like, "Uh." let me stir some shit up today. And you know what? He did because there are still people
0: talking about this. Like, I mean, I saw it on the History Channel like within the last 15 years. I don't know when it was. But I was a kid. So I don't remember exactly.
1: That is just so crazy to me. What a...
0: See, this is where I was at last night when I was researching it because it was so much more crazy than I thought it was because I was just like, oh, so they thought there crazy. was a base, but there wasn't. And I was like worried that it wasn't going to be long enough. But no, there's flying saucy. So really anything you could want from a conspiracy theory, it has it.
1: It has all the good stuff. Oh, yes. That's what we forgot. So there's no evidence of it because of global warming and a And nuclear bomb. And a nuke. <laughs> and a nuke. That was But also aliens. But also <laughs> so aliens. Playing saucers. You know why would alien let's unpack that. Why would aliens side with the Nazis? Let's pretend that aliens were now involved in World War II. <laughs> why the fuck would they be like, I like the one that only likes blue eyes and blonde hair. That why only likes like that? this many people. Why yeah, exactly. Like, why would they want that? I don't know. Wouldn't they want us to just eradicate everybody or keep everybody?
0: I feel, or they just wouldn't care at all. Or they'd be like, "I'm not taking sides because this is really dumb."
1: They're probably like, "They all fucking look the same anyway." This is really stupid. Why are we
0: arguing?
1: (laughs) I have three eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like,
0: yeah, I I don't know. It was never clarified if they were like alien flying saucers or just like this wonderful Nazi tech. Um. Built their own flying saucer.
1: But oh.
0: Yeah, that adds a layer to it that's just wild. They're just full of great ideas. You know. And so article it's, bases. And, it's a shame they're lost in their Antarctic such, ice <laughs> It's such a shame. <laughs> we are being 1000% <laughs> sarcastic. I don't want anyone to mistake
1: that. Yeah, don't
0: fucking confront. That is a 1000%
1: sarcastic. <laughs> I'm irritated because I'm a little drunk. So. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what the what y'all wanted. Here we are. Here we are. So, that was a lot. I thought it was uh, yeah. definitely going to be straightforward like
0: you thought. No. It's that's not. Wild. It gets it gets a little wild there.
1: That is wild.
0: And it all comes from that one guy I wonder who was what like
1: that guy. What happened to him? Did he get
0: was he famous in his
1: own time? I assume he had to be because he. We had to be because this, story,
0: this story like blew up and it like. It spawned so many branches of the same conspiracy theory. So like, I mean, I feel like it had to, because it came from the and people still talk about it, it, had it today too. So I don't know. I didn't actually look into what happened to him because I was more concerned about the Antarctic oh for Nazi sure. base. Yeah. But, I mean, I could do some research and let you know.
1: That's just wild. Yeah that like one guy, just, just see like mm, who can I fuck with today?
0: <laughs> Nazis. <laughs>
1: you gotta, you know, you really, you
0: really gotta like admire someone who's willing to just fuck with the Nazis, hardcore. Yeah, to such an extent. To
1: such an, to really to not just only like write one piece, but he wrote
0: a book. He wrote a whole ass that. book, and like this triggered so many conspiracy theories. Like I don't know. You gotta admire it. I love the commitment. Love the commitment. And I love That's the originality. I mean. You gotta love the commitment mm-hmm. to the yep. story.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good story, I loved yes. it. And... I have a little bit of my drink left. Chug. So I'm chug, chug. Oh, chug, oh. Chug. You heard the woman. We gotta chug. She <laughs> didn't charge
0: us <laughs> me. Yeah a little sour there for you
1: it's a little hard to chug it's a little you a little bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i guess you're right here a little water in the mm-hmm. eyes <laughs> so what do y'all think do y'all believe in the ice caves and the Antarctic? fantastic i gave you a lot of base. reasons not to she really did <laughs> if you do believe them why do you believe them because also how did you find our podcast because you're not gonna like it <laughs> sorry <laughs> People in general aren't gonna like our podcast. It's like That's no, I mean up. like people who
0: believe conspiracy theories are probably not gonna love us.
1: Well, they probably just want like to debate, though. I feel like people that like conspiracy theories—I
0: mean, like this one
1: specifically. Oh, this that, like a hardcore believe. Yeah. In conspiracy. This well, one's like. Well, here's the thing. Everyone's little... gonna have a conspiracy theory that they like hardcore believe in. Yes. And then we're always gonna this like should not just be the one. take the the facts and run with them. Yeah. So like we're not trying to slant you in any way, but like there's no facts that it was there. There's literally no evidence to support it. Slant you a different way because there's only one way to slant. Well, anyway, thank you, Meg. Yeah, of course. And thank you for the nice little recipe, of course. And I hope y'all had fun. Let us know what you think in the comments. Let Let us us know how you you feel about that that conspiracy theory. Yeah. Let us know what conspiracies you want to see next. Oh yeah. Give or us some always suggestions. Suggestions. Yeah. We would love that. It's less work on our part to be honest. Absolutely. With and this is not our job, so. This is not like our a- full-time job. I was gonna say this is like our second job. Yeah. Yeah. So if y'all want to help out, let your girls know. <laughs> In the meantime, check out our Instagram. Conspiracy Complex Podcast is the at. <laughs> <That line. laughs> And then you'll also find us in the bio. Absolutely, you can follow us. Yeah, follow we're pretty us great. Basically, I mean, you already know that because you sat through this entire I know episode. you watched this whole episode, so you know we're great. Anyway, anyway,
0: have a great week.
1: Have a great week. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for saying what's up. We'll see you soon. See you next time.
0: Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh, I didn't say this at the beginning. I would just like to point to say that my source, my number one source, was an article on (laughs) coolantarctica.com, but he also linked his source, or actually I don't know who wrote it, so they, they linked their source, which was an article by Summer Hayes and Beeching, uh, which was published in 2007, and it was called Hitler's Antarctic Base, The Myth and the Reality. So I just want to show you guys that I actually do have sources. I did my research, thank you.